Welcome to episode 15 of Early Stoppage. I'm your host, Derek Moody, and on today's show, I spoke with LFA featherweight and bantamweight contender Jordan Winsky. We talked about his history with childhood friend and UFC vet smiling Sam Alvey, delivering Stone Cold Stunners for his victory celebration, and his upcoming fight at LFA 45 against Ryan Lilly. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Okay, joining me today is LFA featherweight and bantamweight contender, Jordan Winsky. Welcome to Early Stoppage. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, I'd like to start the show off by getting to know the person behind the fighter. So we'll kick this off with some random questions and work our way back to MMA. Yeah, sure. Hey, what's your favorite TV show? Currently, I'm not watching anything right now. The only thing that can, I can think of offhand that I, I sit down and watch on a basis would have been Game of Thrones. Just waiting on the next season. Now, who are you rooting for on that show? I know a lot of people are rooting for uh, Daenerys and John. I think the characters I'm just rooting for are actually probably, uh, I want to say Jamie Lannister. Now, what's your favorite cheat meal? I, I don't know. It kind of depends on the size of it. But, uh, I mean, if I was just not caring full-blown cheating, I'd probably go, like, either a burrito or pizza. Um, but uh, if, if, if I got to keep it little, for cheating, um, I I get like a little tortilla thing. And I just throw on like a, a marinara sauce, some cheeses, and whatever else I can find laying around. That I'm basically making like a little mini tortilla pizza. <laughs> now, when you're not training, what do you like to do? Only difference between me training and not training on what I do is really just what I eat. Um, otherwise. While I'm training and all that, I'm I'm most of my free time is uh, spent uh, just playing games on the computer. Um, sometimes if somebody's got something going on, I you know somebody's got a party or something, I might head out to that. Um, yeah, I, I rarely go out training or not training. I'm pretty pretty much just at home. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite sport aside from mixed martial arts? I'll say baseball. I grew up playing it. I loved playing it. Um, honestly, I'm kind of, I don't care to really watch it on TV much. It is a little boring. I can see why people don't like it. But <laughs> I, I like uh, – because I, I grew up in Wisconsin and go to Brewer games every now and I love going to them. But, like, just watching them, I was like, eh, I'll find something else to do or – I'd kind of half watch it and do something else. Um, and football is just a real close second. Yeah, I feel like with baseball, at least uh, where I'm from in San Diego, uh, we associate it with drinking. So it's like if we're at the game, we're usually drinking, not so focused on the game. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why people, you know, go to them. It's, it's There's a game going on while you're just hanging out and doing stuff. Exactly. You know, porking out money for expensive pretzels and beers. But, now, what uh, baseball team did you like, though? Uh, it'd be Brewers. Okay. I mean, I, I, if, I, if I had to p pick a favorite, it'd be the hometown team. So, so for uh, football, I'm assuming it's the Packers? Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Now, if you weren't if you weren't a mixed martial artist, what would you be? Ugh, no idea. I'm glad this is going well for me. So now, because I've I actually thought about this you know, a few times past couple months, and I think just the other day. But I, I don't know what I'd be doing. Um, I'd probably still be back living in Wisconsin. Um, uh, I might might have gotten into some kind of job. I, and hopefully just kind of builds it up from there. But I, I honestly have no idea what I would be doing otherwise. It, it probably wouldn't be interesting. Probably it'd be boring, but <laughs> it'd pay the bills and, you know. And when did you leave Wisconsin? Uh, what was that? About, I think, uh, end of 2012, I think is when I left. I think I moved out to California at the start of 2013. Well, that even kind of seems a little, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like I've been out here for like five years. Close to it. I don't know. I think it was like about the start of 2013 I was out here. Okay. Now, how did you get into mixed martial arts? Uh, my buddy, Sam Elvey, we grew up down the street from one another. I think I was just kind of at home. Because I, I, uh, in high school, I'd always watch it with my friends. Uh, WWE, the UFC pay-per-views, you go watch that, enjoy it, talk about it and stuff. As far as, like, doing it, I figured, shoot, I'm already in, like, 16. I'm not. I'm never going to get into this. I mean, it'd be cool, but I, I just assume these guys have been – they've been doing this stuff since they were, like, five or something. and uh, I can't catch up to that. Got done with high school. I was just kind of at home. Uh, Sam, I guess he just did a amateur fight, uh, came up. Came home, talked to me about. It. He, was like, told, he kind of convinced me to do it. He was like, yeah, you should do it and stuff. Uh, Start out with uh, pancreation, and uh, I did well in that. Apparently, even people who, you know, if they've been training for a while, it doesn't mean they're actually that good. Um, some people were, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some I, I kind of found out. Yeah, uh, just the street we grew up on. There were a bunch of guys, and I was typically the smallest in our group. So, uh, like, if we're playing. You know, if we got, like, a pickup game of whatever we're going, we do, like, backyard wrestling kind of stuff. Uh, I was always the one getting beat up, so I'd always be a little tougher. But he thought it would be a good idea for me to you – know, he wanted to see me, you know, try my hand at MMA. And uh, eventually, yeah, a few pancreation matches in. Uh, about uh, two months of training maybe. I had some – it was originally at Kenpo School, karate school that – or something that was a weapons instructors with Sam, how he met him. Uh, but yeah, I guess he, Sam was talking, starting up a MMA program, trained for a little bit, had my first fight, got arm barred in 46 seconds. Uh, I mean, first 30 seconds looked great, but got <laughs> arm barred. almost, almost broke my arm in that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was out for a little bit, had another fight after that. Uh, went pretty badly again. I, I, I think I did like a few sit-ups, push-ups that week to prepare for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gas. I gas hard in the first round. I was like, oh, God. But uh, I know he got me into it. He kind of pushed me into it and uh, eventually started having some success and just kept going with it from there. Do you remember the first MMA fight you ever saw? No, I do not know. I, I'm going to assume it was like probably like a Chuck Liddell fight maybe. Because, I mean, he was, you know, he, he memorable. I mean, you, you don't really forget Chuck that easy. Uh, but, yeah, he'd probably be one of the first ones I saw. 
that I can remember seeing. I, I'm sure I saw it before that, but. Okay. Now maybe it was Chuck Liddell, but was there a fighter that whenever they fought, you just had to watch? Um, once I started getting into it, uh, kind of, you'd kind of regularly watch it whenever they had the UFCs. Um, one that I always liked watching was uh, Rich Franklin. Um, enjoyed watching him a lot. I Me mean, and still Chuck too, but um, yeah, I'd have to say Rich Franklin uh, back in back in that day. Out of all the organizations you fought for, which one did you have the worst experience with? For some of the organizations I fought with, uh, I mean, maybe not every experience, but uh, there's been some uh, gladiator ones that just. I'd have an opponent day of, they said, all right, my, my opponent switch. I get to there. My opponent still show up. They just switched the fighter. Some other guy didn't care for that. It was like, all right, when am I up? And then, okay, I'll be later in car. And then, no, you're going to be up in like three fights now. Like, really? Just switching it up it's like that. Pretty much a, a res show. It just, I, as much as, you know, I don't want a commission just, you know, have me uh, do all the physical and blood work and like MRI stuff. Um, I'm fine with the blood work, uh, physical, I'll take care of myself, but, uh, it'd be nice if they could just keep the only people in the corners are the fighters and the corners. I've been to a few shows that a guy wins or something and then him and his whole entourage are in the back while you're trying to train or, you know, get ready, taking up space. I, I like there being like some kind of governing body though. Are things better with, uh, LFA? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're great. Um, I had my own room. I mean, one other guy was in it. The last place we, I think we fought was, uh, or that I fought from was in, I think it was Phoenix. But yeah, locker room was great. It was like a dressing room or something that looked like it was comfortable. Uh, just had to leave the room to go find a mat to warm up on. Uh, it was just, it just, you didn't have people all over the place getting in the way, uh, trying to get ready for the fight. They stayed you. It wasn't anything random. You were pretty, uh, took care of me pretty well. Now, for most fighters, the ultimate goal is to fight in the UFC. Is that your ultimate goal as well? Yeah. As far as pay, they're going to pay the most. So, yeah, <laughs> if I'm going to do this, I want to get paid as much as I can. Now, how do you feel about potentially fighting for, like, Bellator or PFL or One Championship or even ACB? It'd be cool and all, but uh, it, it's it'd be one of those more or less if I can't if if UFC doesn't work out and I need somewhere to go, you know, I'll I'll fight for them. Granted, I have everything you just listed. Bellator is the only other one I knew, but whichever one's gonna pay the most because you know, I, anywhere I go, I can still find good fights and stuff. Might as well make as much money out of it from the fight as I could. How long did it take for you to come up with your nickname? I actually never even came up with it. Uh, I didn't even care for a nickname for a while. This is this is like about five six years ago maybe seven i'm not sure because i uh, used to be a lot of my fights i you know sam was cornering and uh, his wife Britt would corner me as well it was just after one of the shows we we're all kind of having dinner with uh, maybe one of the promoters i think it was uh up at lack of flambeau after one of the kid cage shows you know just kind of tossed out nicknames um and she kind of came up with it i'm gonna have like oh come on no, not really. uh no then after a while uh Sam, he actually filled out one of my fighter information sheets a few years later after that. Um, and he, I, I didn't know, he just filled it out for me. I was trying to rehydrate or something. And uh, he put it down. So I, I want to say this was one of the Arizona, no, I think maybe one of the Arizona fights. 
he uh, put it down and they announced it and I wasn't quite ready for it. I'm like, oh, put that down? I just kind of looked at him and laughed. But, yeah, I just kind of, it was like, all right, you know, it was all right. Announcers, you know, ring announcers, they loved announcing it. Uh, they seemed enthusiastic about it. Uh, and everybody else seemed like it, so it just kind of stuck then, you know, after that. But, yeah, it was uh, – Sam's wife that came up with that. Now, what did you learn or take away from your only career loss, which was, you know, over three years ago, and it last, it was in the less than a minute left in the final round? I, I didn't really uh, eat well after cutting away. I think I went to, I think I, think I had Pizza Hut after that. Uh, I even got, like, the Cinestics. I had a bunch of Gatorade. Um, I think I got, like, candy, maybe even a soda, some soda. Yeah, it it wasn't a good idea doing all that. I was like, that'll be all right. At, at some point during that fight, it, uh, kind of feeling, I'm just feeling a little heavy, sluggish. But uh, and I was just starting to gas more and more through that fight. Uh, legs and arms were just getting heavy. I think uh, part of it was a diet. And also, uh, if I can remember, I think we kind of took that fight on a little shorter of a notice. So uh, it was like a week or two. Um, so trying to get in shape for that. I probably wasn't in as best, as good a shape as I should have been as well. Um, and yeah, it's just any fight now, I, I want to make number one goal for me is to, you know, have the cardio for the fight. And uh, it's probably the biggest thing I took away from that. After a great first round submission at LFA 31 over Mike Hamill, he had one of the best celebrations I've ever seen when you pulled off a Stone Cold Stunner on Sam Alvey. <laughs> Who came up with that? Um, I think before the show, we were just kind of bouncing around the cage, just getting a feel for a cage. Uh, he was, you know, just saying I should do, I got to do like something, you know, after I win. I was like, eh, I don't know. You know we were just bouncing. I don't know which one of us came up with the idea exactly, but, you know, like, uh, just pull off like some wrestling move. I was like, I don't know, maybe we'll give you a stunner or something after that. It's, Easy enough to pull off, you know. I wasn't even too serious about it then. I didn't even think of really doing it even after I won. It was just after I won, kind of walking around the ring and just kind of, you know, taking a little bit longer than I expected for him to kind of bring us in the middle and announce it. So I'll like, oh, do something. Uh, so I just kind of turned around and said, I'm like, hey, Stone Cold Stunner. He thought I was going for a hug at first. So kind of botched the first one. But uh, I it was, wasn't all that bad because it get, gave time from the switch, I guess, to the camera uh, cage level to get the second one, and that one went off really well. And, that, and yeah, everybody remembered that and talked about that more than the actual fight. <laughs> you know, sticking with the celebrations, you might have started a new trend. So if things go your way at LFA 45 against Ryan Lilly, can we expect another off-the-top celebration? I've been thinking about that for a while, like, should should I pull off another stunner? I mean, am I going to just be that guy that does that? Or uh, do I switch it up to something else? Or do I just not do anything? I, I, like, right now, I don't know. You got to do something. You got to follow that up. Yeah, I'm feeling pressured to do something. It, it might just be another stunner. I might, I don't know, maybe pull off some other WWE, you know, signature kind of thing. But uh, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> I mean, got to got to win first. Yeah. yeah, and as long as you don't injure Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the way he sold it, it was like, oh, <laughs> quite expecting to, you know, use up that much room.
Yeah, you sold it pretty good. Oh, yeah. In your first fight in the LFA promotion, you made quick work of Mike Hamill getting the first round submission. How do you rate your performance? I don't rate it perfect. Uh, it started out pretty bad for me. Um, we were, it was what, like 40 seconds, maybe a minute in. Uh, we were just kind of training stuff. He was starting to tee off a little bit, and then he just started landing some harder shots. And uh, yeah, I was, I was getting kind of rocked a bit. I, you know, the head kind of, things kind of get a little quieter. You're just kind of lights or something. Uh, I don't know. Getting brighter is a good way to put it, but you, you just, uh, if you've been rocked by hard punches, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's hard, hard for me to explain, but uh, yeah, it was just like, Oh shoot. Um, legs are starting to feel a little light, a uh, little wobbly and balance is going, but uh, I was like, all right, I just got to keep, keep my hands up, try and survive. Hopefully, or hopefully he'll, knock me out in the next few punches and you know <laughs> like be done with this but uh uh didn't happen so it was like all right gotta keep fighting through this uh yeah i started getting it back um i felt like after that things were slowly starting to i was starting to get the timing back a little more uh you know a bit more cautious but uh and probably about one of the things that uh I'd say disappointed me the most was um, after I dropped him, you know, I, I, I chased after him to finish him. None of my punches after that really like connected. I think I saw one kind of land, but it was at a weird angle. There wasn't really any power. And I think another one just, I, I think I punched him in the shoulder or something. So uh, actually on the punches off that I wasn't happy with. And then uh, another time I was chasing into him is, and this happens a lot before is, like they just dropped down and I'm, I was just tunneling on trying to punch him and he just got that easy take down. But I, I'm very happy with, uh, you know, what happened after that. Now, like you mentioned in the first 40 seconds, you know, he was throwing um, flurries of punches at you and connected with a few of them, which prompted uh, Pat Militich to say that you were hurt bad. So there was some truth to him saying that because um, you didn't look like you were too phased by it. Yeah. I mean, it would, I wasn't completely out of it, but uh, I, I wasn't in much of a position to like do a whole lot other than try to protect myself. Uh, you know, get get my feet back onto me a little bit because I, I believe uh, when I was watching it the other day, um, I, I think I was kind of trying to close distance and my feet were just kind of dragging or stumbling. I was like, oh geez, I, I kind of I thought I looked worse than uh, what I initially thought. When I was in there. Um, okay. Now he he was doing fairly well on his feet, and then you started to find your range, and then you started landing. Now, when he shot him for that takedown out of desperation, did you sense you'd be able to finish him at that point? Uh, I, I wasn't feeling uncomfortable around. I didn't know if I'd be getting any finishes or not. Uh, my my main goal was to, all right, you know, just keep him from really uh, landing anything hard. It was. I was thinking, all right, I'm going to have to be going to a second round with this. and um, I got to start picking it up at, you know, second round, and third round if it got there. But, uh, no, I wasn't thinking a finish. It was trying to get back up to uh, up to my feet with taking as little damage as I can. He got high. I was more trying to hide under his feet and just, like, controlling the wrist. But when I was grabbed his wrist and I hooked under his leg, his arm was – still a bit lower than I thought, so I thought I'd just try and throw an arm bar 
and uh, ended up working. I did. I wasn't sure how deep it was at first, but uh, I just I just went for it, and it, you know, eventually, yeah, I could kind of feel his arm start, you know, breaking down a little bit at the elbow. I, I, it was like, oh, I think I might have this. So I just kept hipping into it, and eventually got the tap. Oh yeah, it was it was pretty deep. I mean, and it happened really quickly. Now. At LFA 45, you were you were originally set to fight Joe Barajas before the fight was canceled. Has anything changed in your training camp when your opponent was switched to Ryan Lilly? Opponents changed a few times, but not much has changed. Yeah, okay, yeah, Joe Barajas. I think he was the last. It wasn't. I don't think he was the first opponent I was offered. I think the first opponent I was offered was like, I can't remember, but we. I think he kicks a lot. Then there was a Barajas or Joe. Yeah, I'll just say Joe. Um, yeah, it changed a little bit because uh, we were expecting uh, Joe to be, you know, looking for a shot, trying to shoot off the takedown a bit, and it was, uh, you know, the shot uh, countering off that. Uh, to this guy, it's we we see he likes to kick a lot, um, so it's kind of going back to a little bit more stand up. But uh, overall, my training hasn't changed much. I'm just kind of focusing a bit more on dealing with the kicks. Now, have you watched any fight tape on Ryan Lilly? Uh, yeah, we've we found a little bit so far on uh, YouTube. Um, there are old fights. Uh, we've been uh, uh, one of my uh, coaches, Joey, has been uh, trying to find uh, the latest footage on him, and uh, he's been digging around. So I might still be able to find his last fight yet. But uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, find him on YouTube, and uh, yeah, it's about what I've seen on him. So now this is only your second LFA fight, and you're already the co-main event. Do you think with the win on the twentieth, you'll get the headlining main event for your next fight? Uh, I think it's very possible. Um, it, if I if it goes if it's a decision, yeah, maybe not. Uh, but if I can get like a big finish and get her talking, I, I yeah, I could see that happening. Um, especially if fights in California again. Now you split your career between featherweight and bantamweight. Do you feel a difference with your speed and power between the two divisions? Not, not exactly. I feel like I might be a little faster at 35. Uh, Power-wise, I, I haven't really noticed a difference. It's uh, 45. I, I don't. They're just bigger, so there's more weight of them I have to contend with. Um, so I probably don't feel quite as strong. And they're also maybe just a little taller or slightly bigger, so I don't have uh, size advantage as I would at 35. Um, yeah, most 35s, I've been the bigger guy. Uh, 45, it's been roughly equal to the other guy, at least seeming bigger. Okay. Well, which division do you prefer? Do you prefer uh, fighting at 135? Yeah, I prefer the fight being at 135. It just uh, – I, I – I feel as though I'd be in better shape for 35 fights because I, I just got to train harder to get the weight off to make it to 35. Um, 45, I mean, I'm still training hard, but I'm, I'm also carrying around after, you know, weigh-ins and getting all the food and water back in me. I, I'm probably walking around a little heavier than I would when, you know, after my 35 cut. Um, I feel like that might slow me down, might uh, hurt the cardio a little bit. But uh, pretty even, I'd say. It, it's more my opponent that I think is uh, what makes a difference, size one. 
Uh, what weight are you currently walking around at? Usually after a fight, um, I'll get up to around maybe 58, 60, but after that I start kind of buckling down a little bit and I, I'll be walking around 55 and, you know, maybe six weeks out I'm at 55, but, you know, we're trying to, if I don't have a fight and we're expecting maybe a fight around this time, I'll, I'll end up uh, dropping down about 51, 52 and walking around there. Uh, so I'm, I'm not that far off my weight mostly. Right now, I'm, I've been maintaining about 48 to 49. So I'm doing better than I usually do for my weight cuts at this, at this weight. Now, how's your diet at the moment? Are you working with a nutritionist? Uh, no. My diet, diet's going actually kind of well this time. It used to be I'd starve myself more. This time I'm actually eating a little more. Uh, the nutrition stuff for all my diets is I, I get it kind of secondhand from Sam. He's talked to Jordan Draghart a lot. Uh, he just came back from a UFC thing, something, something on classes on uh, cutting weight and dieting were, you know, because I guess, yeah, a bunch of fighters missing weight. So I guess they want to talk to everybody about weight cutting. Picked up a few things from that. A lot of, uh, like, how I do my deal with my diet is I just ask Sam what, you know, he thinks and uh, he'll say, yeah, you probably eat that or you shouldn't eat that. And just drinking a lot of water. Now, Sam Alvey seems to be an important part uh, in your career. What what impact does he have on you? Pretty much everything. At this point, um, he and his wife, they manage me. Um, I, I wouldn't even be doing this right now if it wasn't for uh, him getting me into and his help and stuff. Now, how do you see your fight going against Ryan Lilly? I see myself winning this. Um, whether it's a knockout, submission, TKL, I, I, do, I, I see myself finishing him. As long as I can... Uh, establish the range, uh, get, get my timing. I feel I can finish him without taking a lot of damage, too. My, my last fight, I kind of jacked my wrist up and uh, got looked at, taken care of, but uh, it kept me out longer than I wanted to because I, I was hoping after my last fight I'd right, do that, maybe get another fight in the next two to three months, but I think it's about six months later now. Ideally, if I can win this, I can maybe get another fight in the next like, three to four months. How many fights do you have left on your LFA contract? Yeah, I don't believe I'm even under contract with them. Yeah, the last fight was just kind of one, I think, uh, I, we took it on, I think, 15 days notice or less. I'm not sure. Signed any kind of, like, uh, I, I believe it's just one fight contract. Uh, this same one, I believe it's just a, another one fight contract. So that's actually good in case things go your way, in case you get the call up to, you know, either the UFC or even Dana White's uh, contender series. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the idea is we don't really want to be stuck in a contract. Um, I feel if we sign with them, you know, they'd understand they, you know, let me out of it. Any other opportunities for any other organizations too. Sam was talking about a UFC, I believe, uh, might be happening in Milwaukee. I've been really, I, I've heard about that on Facebook. Uh, and he really wants to push me on that card. So yeah, ideally if I can win this, yeah, maybe I can get on that. Um, maybe I, Another fight, if I could win before then, maybe getting on that again would be great. Uh, UFC debut in Wisconsin. Now, speaking of Milwaukee, how hard was it for you to decide to come out there with Sam versus training at uh, Rufus Sports that's right in your hometown? Uh, it wasn't actually all that hard because uh, I think at the time we were living up in Two Rivers, which was about two hours north of uh, Milwaukee, maybe a little less than that. 
training at uh, Metz's Martial Arts Club is what we called it. For a while, we were actually doing pretty good. We had a good, strong team, and then uh, things kind of fell, especially after Sam left. He was a big leader for that. It, it just slowed down a lot. So training was getting a little difficult. Uh, it's not like I got anything against the Rufus thing, but I almost felt like, you know, if I go there, it's like, oh, what are you doing? And there was other gyms closer, but uh, I didn't want to be, you know, living at home anymore. Because if I was training at Rufus, it just makes sense to live at my parents, you know, financially. Yeah, might as well try some someplace else. Sam and and Sam, he was pretty adamant about me eventually moving out uh, to California. He was on me on it quite a bit. How can your fans stay up to date with you on social media? Yeah, I think uh, Facebook. Probably the easiest easiest way for me to see messages right now. Twitter, I guess, as well. Instagram, I've set one up, but I don't think I've actually used the Instagram one yet. Be a little bit more active on the on like Twitter. Well, hey, I appreciate you being on Early Stoppage, and uh, I wish you the best at LFA Forty Five. Right, hey, thank you very much. It was great being on the show. Okay, that'll wrap up today's show with Jordan Winsky. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, peace.